All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. This is your life. This is your life. Do what you love and do it often. If you don't have enough time, stop watching TV. Some opportunities only come once. Life is simple. Appreciate every last bite. This is your life. Hi, it's Manoush Samarodi, and this is New Tech City. So a couple months back, as a New Year's gift, my colleague Alex Goldmark... Hi. You got this empty wood frame as a gift from a local tech company. And I was like, why would someone send you an empty frame? (laughs) And I said, it's for the 5x7 version of my Holsty manifesto. (laughs) Yeah, and I said, your Holsty what? Alex, you then went on to explain that it's a poster with motivational phrases printed on it. Yeah, like getting lost will help you find yourself. Or if you don't like something, change it. Yeah, and this poster is now so ubiquitous in tech startup offices that it was just sort of assumed that you would be thrilled to get a frame for it. Now, podcast listeners, feel free to open another tab. We've got a picture of the poster at our website. It's newtechcity.org. And, you know, actually, a lot of you have probably seen it but didn't know what it was. It's that kind of thing. Picture this. Mantras written in big, black, bold type all neatly, beautifully arranged. Do what you love and do it often. Stop overanalyzing. All emotions are beautiful. By the end of this podcast, you will have heard all of these mantras. But Alex, when you got this frame in the mail, you didn't actually have a copy of the Holsty Manifesto. No, but I, I knew what it was. And I took the gift as a kind of bold presumption that someone thought I was part of their tribe. And that tribe includes Google, Threadless, Zappos, Path, Airbnb, TED, General Assembly, Shopify. The list goes on and on. Startups, tech companies that all have this poster in their offices. And I had seen it in passing because when I looked at it online, I knew immediately what it was. But I didn't know that it had a name, Holsty Manifesto. Where did that come from? It just made me really wonder, is this poster the 21st century version of that one you used to see in the doctor's office, you know, the (laughs) the group of guys rowing crew with the word teamwork printed under it? Is this poster the just do it of the tech scene? And if we understand how it came about, can that give us a window into what's really driving these people founding all these tech companies? I wanted to investigate who came up with this incredibly personal and earnest poster that has come to symbolize, for some, a generation. A quick warning, some of you will really jive with this story. It gets philosophical, into the purpose of life, but some of you are going to consider this a load of elitist nonsense. I'm curious to hear what you think. The trail brought me back, bizarrely, to about a block away from my home in Brooklyn, to the industrial offices of a company called Holsty. 
the entire business is accidentally thriving because of this one poster. But hang on, I'm getting ahead of myself. First, meet the guys who knew they wanted to start a company, any company, which is kind of a millennial goal to have when you're in your 20s, right? Um, my name is Fabian Fortmüller. I'm co-founder. Michael Rabvar, co-founder. David Rabvar, co-founder. Near Union Square, there's a, a restaurant called Cozy, no? That's yeah. what, and that's where we would just like hang out all day. This part of the story follows the traditional thread. Young friends get together, they decide they want to be in control of their lives, not work for the man, create something. So they throw around ideas for hours. And those ideas were really diverse. Some of them were digital ideas, some of them were physical, tangible ideas. That's how it was for these three. In 2008, the Radpavar brothers and their friend Fabian were brainstorming, borrowing office space, hanging out in cafes and throwing around ideas, anything to build a business around. Here's the older brother, Michael. Each one of us was kind of the lead on one idea. And Every couple of months, we would all get together and evaluate what's going on with the ideas. And I remember there was one specific time that we all got together and we were just talking about how, well, if we really want to make one of these happen, we have to choose one and kind of just go for it. And that was a big turning point. The guys decided they needed to focus. Out of all their ideas, only one was an actual physical product, a T-shirt. But they gave the regular old T-shirt a twist. Dave had this crazy idea to put a pocket on a T-shirt in a holster positioned. You know, the idea of having a chest pocket on a shirt, if you put something in it, it drags down. It was, um, I thought it was never designed for function. It was designed for aesthetics. Basically, the holster T-shirt, or holsty, has a pocket on the lower side, like on your waist. And the idea was that it wouldn't just solve the problem of pockets that don't work properly. This T-shirt would physically embody the trio's love of design and their desire to help revive American manufacturing. That's how big they were talking. Dreams, not really details. A supreme confidence that they could create something visionary. And the guys looked to L.A., a fashion and textile center that happened also to be the headquarters of a seamstress with the skill to prototype their new product, their grandma. She would come up with all kinds of different versions and prototypes, even while we weren't there. Not only was the boy's grandma affordable, she was dedicated. We'd go back to California and she'd have like three different, like really interesting styles. So like one with the pocket, you know, a different way, one with pocket standing up, a foldable shirt, a hidden pocket where like the zipper, you can't see it. And so you had your Persian grandma Persian. in California sewing prototypes for you. And then did you ever put them into manufacturing? Yeah. Oh, so okay, so this there yeah. was like the T-shirt did uh, not go away. It, it happened, yeah. Yeah, many many times. Oh, we we, three we did three different rounds of productions, and each round was a crash course in garment manufacturing. I was just trying to find people, just places to source the fabric from, and places to source manufacturing from, and buttons from, and, and I had no idea what I was doing. Dave gets a big box of shirts and flies back to New York. Mm -hmm. And then Mike met me on the corner in Williamsburg. And I was like, hey, Mike, I'm here. <laughs> and, and I was really excited to start Holsty. It took me, I don't know, about a week to realize that I can't live in New York without, you know, having some income. So Dave gets a job at a design agency. Mike is still working at a business consulting firm. And Fabian is finishing up his master's degree. Holsty is kind of a side project. The guys continue to meet up on the weekends and everything is fine. But, well, they still weren't satisfied. They needed to discover their purpose. We asked ourselves, we each have great jobs, we're each on a specific trajectory, we each have our own path. 
what is it about right now that we feel this urge to do something different, to feel the urge to start our own company? What is it? Is it for a certain financial goal? Is it for a certain personal goal? Is it the product that we really want to see this product happen? Look, all of us grapple with these questions, but these guys took the time to write down their answers, to codify them, to hold themselves accountable. Why are we doing this right now? And that was literally the question we asked ourselves when we sat down to write the manifesto. They didn't actually call it a manifesto at the time. It was more just a list of sentences, things they believed to be true. Like life, love. If you are looking for the love of your life, stop. They will be waiting for you when you start doing things you love. Personal philosophies, things we learned from mentors, from family. When you eat, appreciate every last bite. About food, about travel. Getting lost will help you find um, yourself. Just all the values that we sincerely felt important. And it's kind of one of those uh, watershed moments where just think, things feel very clear. We wanted to write, put these thoughts down because it was um, a time that we knew we were thinking like crystal clear. And we wanted that to be almost a message to our future selves. But in order to live by these words, the brothers would have to take things a step further. They couldn't embody the manifesto on a part-time basis. It's like a Sunday night. We're probably eating pasta. And I said, hey, you know, what if we quit our jobs and work full-time? You know, this idea of if we take ourselves seriously, then other people will start taking us seriously. And um, if we commit ourselves to it, other people will be able to help us. Those other people are established designers, techies, bloggers, and tastemakers. And to get admission to that world wasn't so much about revolutionizing the t-shirt or any product. The Holstie boys realized, consciously or not, that they needed to be 100% authentic. And so they needed to make some sacrifices. If you don't, don't like your, your job, job, quit. At first it was like, Dave would say, hey, we should do it. And be like, I don't know, are you sure we should do it? It's like, and, then be, and then Dave would be like, actually, Mike, I take it back. I don't think it's a good idea. And then it's like, well, I'm actually totally convinced of it now. We should, let's do it. And that happened to like 1 a.m. until the point where we're just like, okay, making a pact tomorrow morning, two-week notice, we're both going to do it. If you don't like something, change it. And I remember getting into the office. I literally hadn't even put down my bag and my phone rings. And it's Dave literally out of breath saying, you won't believe it. It feels amazing. I just did it. I told my boss. He was super confused. <laughs> right after that, I, I called uh, my boss, set up some time to talk and um, that was a remarkable feeling. I think that we described it almost like feeling like we unplugged from the Matrix. So the guys quit their jobs, they devote themselves full-time to selling eco-friendly t-shirts, and they've written down, literally, their words to live by, their manifesto. I think it was on our webpage and no one looked at it. I think we just didn't want to lose it, which is why we put it up on our website in a very public place. We were focusing on t-shirts. Right. At this point, we're dead set on creating the best t-shirts made in America. But it wasn't the t-shirts that got the attention. People started discovering their words, their 17 earnest sentences about how to live life. There was someone who emailed us um, and said, hey, there's your, your manifesto is starting to go really wild on Tumblr right now. And on that page, there was like literally hundreds or maybe even thousands of reblogs, which when someone like reposts the same post. So you can see in all the comments, people are like loving it and kind of freaking out and saying, oh, my God, this is remarkable. And I was like, well, who is this? Like, where is this coming from? What is this about? It was about an ethos. And Mike thinks the timing of their manifesto was just exactly right. 
the economy was going through like the greatest recession or maybe depression of, of our generation, people say, since the Great Depression. Um, and people were fed up with what was going on in the world, being in jobs that they really, really didn't like, only to, be, only to find out that they were being laid off by the thousands, ten thousands, hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe in a different time it wouldn't be as well received, but people were looking for a message for that. We were certainly looking for that kind of message, and we wanted that message to be in our lives very much. Um, and it, I guess a lot of other people felt the same way. Instead of work and life, these guys summed up a feeling about living holistically, ending that separation of professional and personal, creating just one good life. Ask the next person you see what their passion is and share your inspiring dream with them. Life is about the people you meet and then things you create with them. So go out and start creating. Amazed by the huge traffic coming to their website, a friend suggested that the guys turn those jotted-down thoughts into a well-designed poster that they could sell. It was like an ongoing, like, yeah. we like, really... We're a t-shirt company. You know, why would we want to distract ourselves? Commercializing their words seemed sort of crass. They thought about it and thought about it. It's like our baby, right? It's what we believe in. It's like it's our heart in so many ways. And thought about it. It had to be something we were proud of. And the more they thought about it, it started to make sense. Why not make their values the core product of their business? But not by printing out bumper stickers or making any old pinup. In keeping with the purity of their ambitions, they worked to create a poster pure in design. They hired a graphic designer who believed in the message. They found an old-fashioned letterpress and sourced thick poster paper with the least environmental impact. It's cotton. They call it tree-free. It took them a year to come out with this poster. And since 2010, they've sold over 50,000 of them, starting at $28 each. The poster has been translated into over 14 languages. It's been viewed and shared, they estimate, over several hundred millions of times. We barely have any T-shirts on the site at this point, but what our focus now is creating art that encourages mindful living. So we have a range of posters that are intended for either home, office, cafe, studio. And to this day, the number one seller is the Whole Sea Manifesto poster. But as much as making a living selling a poster, it's the poster that's enabled the guys to live the words on the page. Well... That and their parents. The reason the three of us are here, are able to do that, is because our parents actually worked super hard. And they, they enabled us to have these super sweet lives so we can have nice companies that we do our own dreams in, in Brooklyn. So I think it kind of, I think that plays into it as well. I mean, somebody might listen to that and say, like, so you're spoiled, so you guys get to come up with whatever you want to do and bike to work, and isn't that great? And selling this idea that maybe the rest of the United States can't relate to. What do you think? It's important to treat yourself well. And, and I think that's, that feeling like that takes a lot of courage. Um, but we really think that like this, uh, loving yourself allows you to love others and to do good. But that's where it starts. And I think that can be perceived as a very selfish act. I completely agree with Fabian, and since the manifesto has gotten so much attention, we've reflected on what was it in there that has resonated so well with people. And and if you look at the manifesto, it doesn't say go and bring this into the world or go and you know treat the world like this or treat people like this. It says things that you should consider doing with yourself. It's basically saying start with yourself. Start doing the things you love. 
The guys admit their words of wisdom aren't really rocket science, but they think the effect of bringing those thoughts together in one well-designed place just validates a new way of living that many people, especially millennials, want to embrace. And I have to admit that me, cynical Gen Xer that I am, feel kind of uneasy with this completely unironic earnestness. But these guys are just so damn sincere and nice, and I really, really like them. But I gotta say, I can see how someone would think that this is a load of elitist baloney that's being spouted out by and for wannabe techies who have no idea what people from other socioeconomic backgrounds are going through. Or are they just seriously thoughtful, kind guys who are being very smart about creating the lives they want as members of a generation that values more than money? I feel really torn about this. While I admire how self-possessed and sincere these guys are, I also don't think that I would last long in a world without sarcasm and irony. Let's talk at NewTechCity.org. Tell me what you think. Thank you so much for listening. Despite what I just said, I really do mean it. I'm Anoush Samarodi. I'll see you next week. This is your life. This is your life. Do what you love and do it often. If you don't like something, change it. If you don't like your job, quit. If you don't have enough time, stop watching TV. If you're looking for the love of your life, stop. They will be waiting for you when you start doing the things you love. Stop overanalyzing. All emotions are beautiful. When you eat, appreciate every last bite. Life is simple. Open your mind, arms, and heart to new things and people. We are are united united in our differences. Ask the next person you see what their passion is and share your inspiring dream with them. Travel often. Getting lost will help you find yourself. Some opportunities only come once. Seize them. Life is about the people you meet and the things you create with them. So go out and start creating. Life is short. Live your dream and share your passion. This is your life. Wait, can I have this? I like this. (laughs) Yeah, I do.